the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. If you haven't already recognized it, I'm a lover of the Bible. One of the many things that I love about the Bible is how it's full of awesome promises that God has made to those of us who are His. One of those promises is the promise of recovery and restoration that our God is willing to do for us. God promises in His Word that He'll bring recovery and restoration to all the areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives, including areas we never thought could be or ever would be recovered and restored in our lives. The Bible also tells us that He's not only willing and wanting to do it for me and you, but that He'll actually do it for me and you. All we have to do is believe God's promise of recovery and restoration is true and He'll do it for me and you. And that'll flat out be a blessing to us when he does what it is he promised us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Revelation chapter 3, he's talking to one of the churches, just like he's talking to me and you. Start reading at verse 12. He said, him that overcometh will I make a pillar of the church of my God. And he, you know, letters in red is what Jesus is saying. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. I will write upon him my new name. I will write upon him my new name. The Lord is letting us know that he'll write upon us his name. There's another place in Revelation. I don't have to get time to go there because I got other things I need to show you. But here's another place and said that we're going to receive a new name. And once we get to heaven, we're going to get a name that we never knew nothing about. We're going to get a name that we never knew. I, for instance, Rodney is my name down here. But when I get up there, I'm going to find out it might be something else. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be like, watch out now. Got me a new name now. I wore the other one well. Now it's about to work on with this work. Let me work with this new one. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But if you slip up and call me Rodney, I'll know who you're talking about. Praise God. Hey, there, I know who you're talking about. If you say Pastor Pearson, I'll be like, yo, that's who I am. But now I got a new name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me holler at my and tell you my new name. Praise God. I can't wait to get those new names. Man, it's going to be like, they got to be some slamming names. When God gave them to you, hey amen. Anyway, let's get back to the thing because I'm about to divert. Praise God. I love the idea of heaven. Praise God. I ain't in no hurry to get there, but I love the idea of heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. So 
God can give us a new name. Now, the word name that he said, I'm going to give you a new name. The word name is the Greek word unama, unama, which is is O-N-O-M-A. Praise God, unama. And it means multiple things, but the one I want you to focus on today is that it means character. Character. God will give you a new character. God will give a new name to his people by giving his people new character. Now, that's powerful. Why? Because it was our old character that got our name jacked up. But God said, in order to give you a new name, I got to first give you a new character. I like that. Because before he give you the new name, excuse me, before he give you the new name, he's got to give you the new character that goes along with that name. Character that goes along with that name. Now, the word character, among many things, means reputation. Among many things means reputation. So, therefore, with that in mind, God said, God will give his people a new name by giving them a new reputation. You had an old reputation. That's the one that was tied to your name. But God said, I'm going to give you a new name because I'm going to give you a new reputation. Whereas even your name will be seen differently. Your name will be thought of differently because the old reputation was attached to your old name, but you got a new reputation attached to your new name. That word character also means the combination of traits and qualities distinguishing the individual nature of a person. The combination of traits and qualities distinguishing the individual nature of a person. Like there are certain things about you that makes you you. There's certain things about you that I'm going to run into while I'm dealing with you. If they're good things, praise God, then I don't care how you slice it and dice it. If I stick around you long enough, I'm going to run into those good things. And if they're bad things, I don't care how you slice it and dice it, try to camouflage it or perfume it, I'm going to run into it. Because that's just who you are. I don't know why that dog bit me. Because dogs bite. That's what they do. So don't be surprised when you get bit by a dog, even when you feed that dog every day, too. Because it bit you because that's what dogs do. They might have trained and learned how to do some other things, but their character, their traits, what makes them who they are is that they're bite. That's why they have teeth different than yours. Because God didn't design you to walk around and bite people. Does that make sense? Praise God. Yours were designed to chew. So they can mash food and then swallow. Whereas God, theirs is designed to put perforations in folk and stuff. Does that make sense? Because that's what they do. Now, this is good because our reputation, which was broken, Ben Franklin, which was broken, can be mended. Because you can have a jacked up reputation, but it can be mended. Somebody say, thank you, Janky Jesus. Now, God promised a new name to a particular people. It's people that he says are overcomers. Let's read it again. Verse 12. He that overcometh will I make to be a pillar in the temple of my God. And then he went on down and said that I'm going to give them a new name. It's to the people who overcometh. That word overcometh means to subdue. 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 I like that word subdue because the basic premise behind it is to be able to control something and get it back under control to control something and get it back under control see folk that's out of con- folk that's ba- got bad reputation are people who are out of control there's different parts of their lives that are out of control but these are people who god gives the ability to be able to 
overcome. They have subdued things. They have overcome. They've done it enough in such a way as it seemed that that's what they do. Might have been out of control at one point, but they got in control. Might have been a person that didn't know how to shut their mouth at one time, but now they know how to shut their mouth. There might have been a person that would cuss everybody out, but now they ain't cussing nobody out because they've learned to subdue themselves. They've learned to control their mouths. They've learned to be able to do what they're supposed to do. They might have been late all the time, but now they learn to control themselves and get their tail up out that bed and get to where they're supposed to be. Come on, Hanani, because if you're on time, you're late, praise God. Amen, because you're supposed to be representing God. And God, I don't care how many songs you've heard, God is not an on-time God. God is always ahead of time God. God is always someplace ahead of time. And so since he's always ahead of time and we represent him, guess how we get to everywhere? Because if we're late, if we're on time, we're late already. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so because of that, you know, as we conduct ourselves like we're supposed to, get back control of ourselves like we ought to, then we can become a person who is an overcomer. That word overcometh also translates conquers, prevails, and gets the victory. Conquers, prevails, and gets the victory. That's us. We got, we got, we got the victory. Sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. We win in everything that we do. Even in our behavior and how we conduct ourselves too. Because even in our behavior, Satan tries to win in that situation. He tries to win in that situation by getting us to do something we ought not do. But we are overcomers. We conduct ourselves like we ought to. See, these people who God deemed to have overcome are the people who made Jesus the Lord and Savior of their lives. That's why they're sitting up in heaven right now, because they made Jesus the Lord and the Savior in their lives. What did they do? Made him the Lord and and the Savior in their life. Not just Savior, but Lord too. Not just Savior, as in he pulled their fat out the fire. But he's their, their Savior, because he pulled their fat out the fire, but he's their Lord too. Which means they gave their lives to him. These are people who gave their lives to him. Allowed him to make them new creatures. You know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, all things have become new, and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. These are people who have been brought into the family of God and been made the new creatures in Christ because they gave their lives to him. But they also lined their lives up with him after they gave their lives to him. They also lined their lives up with him after they gave their life with him, which means they allowed him to be able to show them the new way to do things as this new creature that they now are. To learn a new way to do things as this new creature that we are now. Because just because we bone again, ha, don't mean we live our lives in victory. Because this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And what is your faith? Your willingness to hear what God has to say and believe it to the point that you're willing to operate based upon what he said. Or another way of paraphrasing it is that we are people of faith who live within the parameters of the word that we heard. That if we operate within the parameters of the word we heard, we'll be overcomers within that parameter. We'll be people that win within that parameter. We'll be a people that get the victory within that parameter. But if we step outside that parameter, we lose. We step outside that parameter, we lose. Does that make sense up in here? That's why the same thing that can happen to a person who has not given their life to the Lord is the same thing that can happen to a person that does give their life to the Lord if they do not line themselves up with what God said do and conduct themselves like they ought to. That's why it ain't enough that you just got born again. No, no, no. You got to line your life up with him also. 
That's why the water has to come after the blood. It's the blood and the water. Because the water teaches you how to conduct yourself because the water is the word of God. It tells you how to conduct yourself too. Come on now. It's the water that you're supposed to cleanse yourself with daily to the point that you baptize yourself in water. Come on, Hanani. You, you baptize yourself in water. Come on, VBBS. You baptismo yourself. You immerse yourself. Submerge yourself. You dip and stain and die yourself until you pick up the characteristics of that which you've been baptized in. Jesus was a conqueror in everything he do. Why? Because he lived according to the word that was given to him by his father. Not just because he was a son of God because he lived according to the word that was given by his father. Not just because he was connected to the father because he lived his life according to the word of the father. And if we do the same thing too, then we're going to end up being a people that's conqueror too. I said we're going to be a people that's conqueror too. And we're going to be a people that God will give a name to. Because all, it's all this new that is becoming a new creature as well as having a new way of doing things that cause us to be able to get a name, to get a new reputation. We get a new reputation because of the new way that we conduct ourselves. See, people who overcome are the people who God said that will, he will make the pillars of his house. I like that. We'll become the pillars of his house. We become the steady things that he built his house upon, steady things that are used to be able to set the parameters of the house as so it should be, because that's who you and me are. Now, this is powerful, because these are people who were once wrong men who God has made right. These are people who were once sinners who have been made saints. These are people who used to have a jacked up reputation like some of us had, but now they have such good reputation that God said, I'm going to give you a, good, a new name. Turn to Isaiah chapter 56. God is good at this. Isaiah chapter 56. He prophesied about it and as well as spoke it back in the Old Testament too. Because God ain't new about this. We might be living in a new covenant, but that don't mean that he just, that, 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 that he don't do the things that, for us that he promised even back then too. He promised this back then too. I'll show you, I'll show you. Because God will give us a new name. I'll show you. Isaiah chapter 56, let's begin reading in verse 3. Let's go down from verse 2, just to keep it in context. Blessed is a man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of the stranger that have joined them, join himself to the Lord, speak, saying, the Lord have utterly separated me from, from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, behold, I am a dry tree. You know, a dry tree ain't worth nothing. I said a dry tree ain't worth nothing. It ain't worth nothing but cutting down, getting rid of. Cutting down, getting rid of. Because it's just a dry tree. Ain't no fruit going to come from it. Ain't nothing going to be produced from it. Cut it down, get rid of it. Because it's dry. That's what the eunuch say. Eunuch say, I ain't nothing but a dry tree. Everybody said, oh, man. But verse 4 is powerful. He said, for thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs. You know that one that just said, behold, I am a dry tree. But thus saith the Lord unto the eunuch, that keepeth, that keep my Sabbath, and choose the things that please me, and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them, speaking of them eunuchs, will I give in my house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Now, who is he talking to? The eunuch. 
And he told them something he need them to do so that he can no longer have them to be a dry tree, something that ain't worth nothing but throwing out because it has no benefit to. It's just in the way. It's just sitting there in the way. Rather than get rid of, rather than something that could be gotten rid of, it could be something that could be held on to because he would then cause it to be able to be fruitful. Now, who do you say this to? A eunuch. Now, a eunuch is a castrated man. A castrated man. Now, you say, what in the heck would they do that for? Because they would employ this person to be a harem guard or a palace official. But before they would hire them for that spot, they would pick a man, strong and powerful, and then castrate him. Amen. Well, why in the world would they want to do a thing like that? Because in other words, this was a man who people didn't think of or see as much of a man. They would look at him surface level and think that they are man. But then they find out later on down the line, they ain't much of a man. Why? Because they don't have what men should have. They've been castrated. They don't have what men should have. They're missing essential elements of true manhood. They're missing essential elements of true manhood. Because why? It's been castrated. It's been removed. It's not there. It's supposed to be there, but it ain't there. And because it ain't there, it's a man, but it ain't much of a man. And they, they don't behave like men should behave. They don't behave like men should behave. Which, why is that? Because they're missing essential elements of manhoods which cause them to not be able to do what men are supposed to be able to do. Why? Because when they look at that man, they expect that that man should be able to do certain things. I mean, it's a man. But when that man can't do those things and won't do those things, so well, why won't you do those things? Well, because it's not there. The things that need to be there so that they can do that ain't there no more. It might have been there one time, but it ain't there now. And because of that, they ain't much of a man no more. Their name isn't highly honored by anybody. Oh, man, this guy right here. I was talking to this one guy that's an attendant inside of the, the house of the king. What's his name? His name is you know, Bebop. Bebop. Oh, man, that's a eunuch. A what? A eunuch. Oh, no, dog dang. <sighs> name begins to drop, diminishing importance. It's just a eunuch. It's a person, but it ain't much of a person. It's a person, but it ain't nobody you're supposed to highly honor. Because the eunuchs were not, they had a name that isn't highly honored by anybody. Now this is important because the new name that God was going to give their eunuchs was going to be a better one than they had before he gave them this new name. He was going to give them a new name. So it is with me and you too. Is that we may have been the man or the woman who people didn't think much of or don't think or see as much of a, of a person like we should be. We might have been doing stuff, saying stuff, conducting ourselves in such a way as it caused our name to lose the value that it's supposed to be. Why? Because we didn't have everything we needed to have in order to conduct ourselves like a real man and woman of God are supposed to conduct ourselves. So because of that, people look at us and say, yeah, they might be in the king's house. They might be in the king's court. But they ain't really much of a man. They ain't all that. 
Could you imagine somebody seeing you and think like, you ain't all that. Get ready to go for a job interview. And then they look at you and like, you ain't all that. If I looked at you at the surface, I would think that you might be something, but you're missing stuff. You don't have the right stuff to even be considered by me. Everybody say, that's jacked. But thank God, God is bringing restoration to them eunuchs as well as to you and me. See, we may have been that man or woman of God who people didn't think much of or don't think much of or see as much of a man or a woman. Whereas we don't or didn't have what people of God should have. That is the essential elements of manhood that we should have that cause us to be the powerful, wonderful, desirable person that we're supposed to be. Because we didn't or didn't or don't behave like men should be behaving. Because when God created man, remember, he created man in his image and after his likeness, which means we're supposed to, we, since it's in our image, that means we resemble God, look like God, Hebrew word. And likeness is the word mannerism, it's mode or mannerism, which means we conduct ourselves like God does. But yet not as man, ain't the same. He was created as Adam from the red earth. But now, he's Enosh. He's wretched and, and sickly and, and whatever negative things we can attach to it. Come on. Let's see if we can hit somebody you know. They stubborn, arrogant, rebellious, disrespectful, dishonorable, lazy, trifling. Old folk, you say trifling. They late all the time. They temperamental. Today they nice around you and tomorrow they going off on you. Things that you'd be thinking like, you ain't much of a man. You ain't the way you're supposed to be. So because of that, when it comes time to choose somebody to do something with or be something around, not you. Why? Because you ain't got the stuff that I need. Amen. In fact, our name may have been high, not highly honored by anybody. Because a lot of people didn't think nothing about us. But the new name that God is going to give us is just like with the eunuch. It's going to be a new name that is better than the one that he previously had before he gave it to you and me. But look at verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuch, that keep my Sabbath and choose the things that please me. Notice that the giving of the name was tied to the taking hold of the God's covenant, choosing to do things that please God, and keeping his covenant and keeping his Sabbath. Then we come down into verse five. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than sons and of the daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. But notice where he said, I'll give it. I'll give it in mine house and within mine walls. Notice that the name that God gives us will start in the house of God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. And I hope even more that you're seeing what God's Scripture says to you and me about the recovery and restoration that's available to you and me. Scripture after Scripture after Scripture clearly tells us that God wants to do it for us. It also shows us that all we have to do is believe it's true, cooperate with Him, and let Him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. Let's let God do what it is that he shares with us in scripture that he's willing and wanting to do. That is to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. 
We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And speaking of recovering restoration, to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I've got just the thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge for the free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did, that is with or without your boo. And by the way, that's the blessed person that you're married to. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.